All right. Welcome to Rock Hard Caucus. <sighs> first things first. We <laughs> we won. We won. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, we definitely we won. For sure. We won. <laughs> okay, we so we want to hear the word caucus again. <laughs> <laughs> Last night just, was the big night. The night we in the name of the show. We've been building up to for our entire lives, basically. <laughs> the 2020 Iowa caucuses happened last night. I am here right now recording with Chuck. Hello. Welcome back. Glad <laughs> Welcome to have back. you on the show it's again. It's good to be here. Yeah, I missed a big weekend with you guys. It sucks, but I'm glad you guys had fun, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, I'm also here with Evan, of course. Yes, hello. Uh, we've got a good friend of the show, Stella, has returned. Hey, what's up? Hello, Stella. And making his first on-air appearance, he's been referenced several times. He's a a phantom of the show. We've got our friend Alan High. Hello. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> he's also our uh, Discord administrator, so he technically can be considered our tech support. We've got our IT Hello. guy, Alan High. I'm here to fix yeah. your computer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, to start things off, uh, we want to kind of recap what went down last night. There's been a lot of developments since then, but we just you know need to get the the play by play out there for everybody. And uh, I think we wanted to start with our guest Stella. So Stella, yeah. give us the rundown of your caucus experience. I'm gonna try to remember everything because it was really just a bonkers experience um, from start to finish. We got there pretty early. And went to our our Bernie Corner. Um, it, our caucus site was Iowa City Precinct Twenty Three, which was in the Clarion Hotel, which they're currently like renovating. And so the whole night had like a really post apocalyptic vibe. Like, oh there God! Was, <laughs> there was no ceiling tiles or anything. <laughs> and it ended up being a very um, appropriate. <laughs> for everything that went down um yeah i think the uh caucus actually was the apocalypse itself and (laughs) everything now like is post apocalypse yeah i think a lot of things are over now because of this (laughs) (laughs) i shaved my head today i'm ready for mad max oh shit i love that movie perfect i want to be the guitar dude like swings around on the uh what was he he was like a he was he was playing guitar on the front of a giant uh, vehicle with uh, with uh, huge speakers on top yeah, of it. Yeah, that, that was And his awesome. guitar shot, <laughs> shot flames out of it. Yes, good cinema. <laughs> Thanks for the play by play there. <laughs> Listen, Mad Max Fury Road is an excellent film, and I hope you all should see it. <laughs> all right, Stella, give it, it give it to us. Our real lives soon enough. Um. So we got there, um, it started filling up, we were in the ballroom, which is like a huge space, and it was packed. 801 people. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. Um, I've talked to people today, and I haven't heard of any um, precincts that were quite as large. So, Um, I'm sorry, real quick, um, where were you that there was 800 people there? Like, is it like near the university? So it's actually um, kind of like the northern and eastern part of Iowa City. Um, so we're like more north than like the north side kind of downtown area. Yeah, okay. Yep. And then I picked up a couple 
um, participants who were um, over on the east side, kind of like near Rochester and like Scott Boulevard. Um, so less less of like a student population, more like families. A lot of seniors were there. Okay, I gotcha. Um, did yeah. did they say how many people had been there before uh, at, at 2016 caucus time? No, they didn't. Yeah, that would be interesting to hear. It's also a part of town where like there's been a lot of development of multifamily housing. So I wonder if like the growth of the area hasn't really kept up with like the precincts um, borders or like the territory of the precinct mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they've had to change um, locations the last two times to accommodate <laughs> more and more people. So how recently did they change your location? It was, oh, like, like we knew we were supposed to go to the Clarion, okay. but this okay. was the first time in our precinct. Yeah. I've heard some other precincts, like they changed the location just like in the last few days before <laughs> the caucus. Yeah. There was one like, in Sioux city that was changed the day of. Oh hours God. before like yeah. at like 3 or 4 p.m. if I remember correctly <laughs> that's terrible I'm sure there were people who didn't realize and went to the wrong place and uh that's so frustrating <laughs> yeah. yeah so um it's um so we got there we were like holding our Bernie signs and um this reporter from the press citizen came over and he was trying to get us to like talk about what our strategy was to win the night and like speak for Bernie and like the people he was talking to. Like we didn't feel comfortable doing that. Fucking cornball. (laughs) And so I had just gotten really like, I'd just been getting like really amped up the last like week, um, getting stoked for the election, like, or the, the uh, caucus and like trying to sneak in extra door knocking shifts and stuff. And I had just listened to the Rock Hard Caucus where you guys talked about the press citizen endorsement of Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he was like, hey, can I can I talk to you guys for a piece I'm writing for the press citizen? And I yeah. like, snapped on him. I was like, why the fuck did you guys? <laughs> nice. Perfect. Klobuchar. <laughs> Hell yes. I was shocked at how well Klobuchar did last night. Like absolutely Dude, shocked yeah. by the number Before, of people there. Before the polls went down on CNN, she was beating Biden. Like, yeah. when I last saw them before our lovely update we had, uh, it was Bernie, Warren, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Biden. And he was That's eating definitely fucking what... shit. Yeah. <laughs> she did really well. I was really surprised to see all the Klobes. Yeah. <laughs> it was Klober in time last night. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like... I just think of that weapon from GoldenEye. The Klob, baby. <laughs> the Klob. <laughs> Dual Klob, St. Clair. <laughs> It's like the <laughs> worst weapon, but I the claw owned. It was super accurate. You got to do what you got to do. It serves yeah. a useful purpose. For- all, right, all right, boys. All right, hold on. Sorry, <laughs> fellas, please. Okay. Um, and so he was like salty at me for bringing it up. He was like, "If you want to serve on our editorial board for four years, then you can have a say on who we endorse." Okay. <laughs> yeah, <Sounds good. laughs> like, go for it. All right, sign me up. <laughs> uh, he's, he's not having it. Um, so anyway, then like 800 people are there. They shut the doors. Um, we're all trapped in there, and they pass out the voter preference cards, which I learned today uh, they can't actually call ballots because like New Hampshire calls theirs ballots. And yeah, that would Jesus. Mean, like, <laughs> then we have a primary. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, the no. semantics of it. 
Um, and so like our precinct president or organizer or whatever, she says like 45 times, do not fill out anything. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The first two lines. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and so we all get our cards and then she goes, okay, we have 800 people here. If you have already filled out your ballot or your presidential right. title or whatever. Um, not ballot. <laughs> if you if you did it incorrectly, come and get a new one. And I swear to God, two hundred people got up. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We, we had Stella. We had it. We had like sorry. we had like a third of the room do the same thing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Did they redistribute ballots? Yes, they gave yeah, you I new think ones. That, oh. I think we may have had that happen at the end, where. Uh, like we did the first one right, and then everyone was very confused at the interlude between the the, yes. the switch over oh, yeah. between yeah. the first and the second, and then that's where it was uh, it didn't go well. Yeah, it was. There was so much confusion, and how how long do you think that helped the process? Like everyone having to get new cards because they're stupid. Well, I mean, to think about like we all had to go through a line, all eight hundred mm-hmm. of us, to get our card in the first place. Then we all have to fill it out, and then probably a quarter of the room goes back up to get a new card and pull Ugh. out their new card. We were like, it was at least, geez, the whole thing started around seven. It was probably eight, eight fifteen, eight twenty at this time. Um, we'd all been there, you know, we'd been there for a couple hours. Um, but our like 17 year old Bernie organizer, like kept coming to like hype us up. We were like, yeah, we're all tied. We're going we're gonna to get these delegates. <laughs> awesome. Only 17, huh? How many people did Bernie have? Like, that's a lot for a 17-year-old. Yeah, you know, it was um, a pretty... There, there were two, like, Bernie volunteers there kind of wrangling us. And they did the best job out of, I thought, all the other groups there. Um, the Buttigieg people were like, I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so, like, so we did. Sorry, you can probably hear my dog. <laughs> oh, we definitely. <laughs> it's very squeaky. That's is a platypus. <laughs> oh, nice. Good dog. I kind of envy my dogs because they have, like, no concept of that the world is burning in Just, just squeaking away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So, we did, like, the first alignment. Um, and only Warren and Bernie were viable. Um, and so then we did like the speeches. Um, oh, another thing was like people kept coming up to her, the precinct organizer, and like asking really hostile questions about the process. Like, <laughs> why why did you do it this way instead of giving us our preference cards when we registered and da 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 da. And she was mm-hmm. like answering all the questions in real time, very like defensively. Um, <laughs> It was all the old people, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but like she, she was like, "Well, next year we'll have or next caucus cycle we'll have stickers and it'll all go way more smoothly." <laughs> like, I fucking hate no. Democrats, dude. We're Holy here now. Shit. Will not fuck. There will not be a next time. <laughs> no. no. Oh gosh. I hope not. <laughs> you see, next year it will just be slightly more incompetent in a different way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this time with stickers. And oh. Hillary will be back too. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so we did the alignment. Um, the Buttigieg people, like, they were really close to having a delegate. Um, and so they quickly got like six people together so that they would qualify for a delegate from the other non-viable candidates. Um, people start yelling and they're like, they, 
They did this before the first count? After. Okay. After the first count. Got it. So Warren and Sanders were viable. Um, Buttigieg, his organizers, who were super intense, I thought they were the most loathsome. Like, even the Biden people, like, the Biden people had donut holes, and they just seemed, like, kind of like they'd already given up. And when the the Biden uh, supporter went to, like, give his speech, he basically said, yeah, I'm here to support Biden, but honestly, I'll vote for whoever the Democrat is. Like, Oh, that's the perfect (laughs) attitude for those people. He could not have framed the campaign any better. Um, so then people start yelling like, well, if you weren't viable the first round, then you don't, you, you're not viable the second round, which turns out not to be correct. But like, there was so much confusion. The yeah. leadership wasn't like giving us clear instructions. She kept like yelling at us. Like, I don't know if she's a teacher in real life, but she was like, quiet. Oh yeah. Quiet. <laughs> like, order, order, there must be order. Like, um, and then at one point she starts yelling that no one can leave. Like, and that she wants people to start guarding the doors to <laughs> prevent invalidation of the caucus. Um, Go off, queen. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. She was drunk with power. Um, and so we're just like all getting sweatier and hotter. It was so hot in there. And like everyone's getting angrier and more like uh, tribal. It was really devolving. Yeah. Um, and it's so- democracy in action. <laughs> <laughs> You said it. Um, finally, uh, they ended up. Let's see here. Sorry, just looking at my notes. Um, so anyway, so the P people, they were arguing that if anyone um, had, like, all the people who had filled out P as their first preference for the first round, but like a bunch of them left, and so their organizer, like, their job is to keep them there and like kind of heard them and keep them like in the corner for Pete but a bunch of people left thinking that because they'd written down their preference um like he would be viable without them there and so that was like a whole thing everyone was getting so mad at the Pete people the Pete people were getting like in in so intense they were like yelling and they were all running up to the precinct organizer everyone was like trying to attack her it was a mess it was truly a mess yeah um, we got out of there like around 10. Wow. <laughs> sea of contrast here. That's insane. Um, and then it took like 20 minutes to get out of the parking lot because this little hotel parking lot like only has <sighs> one exit with like a light that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know exactly like... where you're talking about. <laughs> None of the Democrats were driving very well. Everyone was like at each other's throat. <laughs> um, and so we gave, um, rides to and from the caucus to these uh, older, these senior ladies, one who was like 90, <laughs> and then the other one who was a little shy of that. And she was making me laugh so hard on the way home. She was like, I don't get why people are so um, into Pete. Like, I'm about as excited to vote for him as I would be to like have a night where I stay home and eat a marshmallow. Whoa. <laughs> rinsed. <laughs> Fucking <Yeah>. rinsed. <laughs> That's an in- interesting uh, comparison. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Um, How so big of a marshmallow? I mean. <laughs> uh, it's like where you have that dream where you eat the world's largest marshmallow and then you wake up and your pillow is missing. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say, so, not really a fan of marshmallows. Me either. Oh, what They're the gross. Fuck? What the fuck? I so mean, we got- kind of. 
<laughs> you mean <Yeah>. plain? <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a yeah, meal, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Justin. <laughs> We're not talking about that anymore. It's a forbidden topic. I mean, in my view, a, nope, a meal up. is defined by volume. <laughs> yes. Well, if you microwave it, they get really big. Yeah. That's true. Also, oh yeah. boy, let's not You're let's filled not. up, you know. <laughs> so at the end of the night, we had I think five delegates for Warren. She had a, a big su- group of support there. Uh, um, four for Bernie, and then three for Buttigieg. I think he got most of the like Klobuchar people. He um, got three after being non-viable immediately. The first round, yeah, yeah. So what the all fuck? those people. Like, there were Steyer people there. There was one Bloomberg supporter. Yeah. <laughs> no one Bloomberg supporter in Iowa City, by the way. Yeah. Like, you're not even allowed. Like, get the fuck out. And then, um, did you guys have any undecided? Yes, we had quite a few, mm-hmm. actually. One. We crazy. had some. I had five of mine. That doesn't make any sense. I figured we would have zero, and I think we had four or five. Um, and they were like sitting in the middle and our, yep. all the organizers kept saying like, go talk to them. <laughs> Try to convince them. I was like, I'm not going to do that, man. <laughs> Look, the way I see it is if you show up to the caucus and you're undecided, like, yeah. what have you been paying attention? Like all of your options are like distinctly different people with distinctly different politics and you know ideology views on things. Like there's no fucking reason to show up for a caucus and be like... Well, I don't know. I guess you just have to come court me, fellas. Like, yeah. why don't you come and explain it to me? I want the goddamn attention. And you yes, know what? Exactly. All those people were in for a fucking rude awakening last night because they were able to do that in 2016 and float around. Yeah. Not this year. Like, they, do the people at my precinct, there was nine of them. I had nine undecided people. One of them was an old guy sitting next to me. And we were talking before we started, and he said that his his main topic was climate. Right, uh, the climate, yeah. the climate, you know. And I'm like, okay, well, what else? He's like, oh, and then he's just, just mumbling, just like nothing. Like, th- that was it. And <laughs> our, you know, our president's like, hey, everyone get up. If you're undecided, you count as a group, come to the middle. And it was all old white men. <laughs> Wait, just guys who like to caucus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Please pay attention to me. I They're need there. someone to pay attention to me. <laughs> Nine white men can be a caucus. They're there as fans of voting. <laughs> <laughs> 2016 yeah. definitely had a number of those crazy people that w- that wanted you to like go and talk to them and convince them. Oh um, yeah, I feel like our district didn't have as many of those people this time. But to be honest, yeah. uh, I kind of sat in the corner uh, under the uh, the where where the Bernie folks were, and we just hung out, and it was fine. And yeah. it was it was it mm. was totally crazy to hear all these different experiences that everyone had at different places. Yeah, it's such a personal thing. It's, like, hard to explain, like, the um, just disconnect between, like, the the on-the-ground... Well, I guess in the case of Stella's, it matches up, but just the disconnect between what actually happens on the ground and then what's reported in the media and the results and just this clusterfuck and <laughs> it doesn't matter what reality is like anything's true like you can write whatever you want on the computer you can uh, put whatever you want on television and there are people that will believe that it's true and it doesn't matter if it yeah. isn't because it is like everyone lives in a different fucking reality <laughs> yes yes there are at least two different worlds that we live in right now and probably, yes. probably, you know, at least like probably ten, more than that. Ten, <laughs> yeah. ten plus realities. 
a multiverse. <laughs> and there exist sub-realities within each reality, just like different areas in Super Mario World. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go back into my K-hole in a few minutes. <laughs> if you do a, a, a series the of jumps is like and actions fractal. just right. Dude. All right, you guys want to hear about my caucus experience? Yes, <laughs> I would love yes, to. Absolutely. Corville 01, baby. That's correct. I was the uh, precinct captain for Bernie Sanders in Coralville's first precinct. The second cycle in a row that you were a precinct captain, am I right? That's true, yes, for the same exact precinct. Woo! <laughs> Hell yeah. Longevity. I have all of the data in front of me now, and it's time <laughs> It's time to do the numbers. <laughs> uh, what's, what does he say on a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> all right, so we had... Uh, <laughs> that's right. There it is. <laughs> we had uh, 529 people show up. Yeah, I believe 2016 we had around 400. So a uh, significant boost from last time around. Nice. Our caucus chair was State Senator Zach Walls, okay. and I've uh, I've mentioned him on the show before. I have some ideological Local celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> I have some Looking ideological. <laughs> I have some disagreements with him, but uh, he did a really nice job uh, running things last night. Uh, I think, yeah, I I have no complaints about that. I did hear somebody in line call him Wack Zalls. Which I thought was cool. (laughs) That's a good one. So, (laughs) I don't think I talked. I may have talked about this on the show. I don't remember. Um, In 2016, Ashley was roped into registering voters. I'm sorry, the squeaking is. (laughs) (laughs) It's been going on. It's too much squeaking. Plus squeaky zone. <laughs> <laughs> right into the squeak zone. <laughs> All right, so in 2016, Ashley got roped into registering voters. It was not something we'd planned. It was very stressful. Uh, she had minimal training and was just kind of thrown into this thing. So <laughs> leading girl. up to this caucus, I was like, look, they, they're telling me they have enough volunteers. They have everything covered. They're not going to make you do anything like that again. And then, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. We're, we're there. It's like uh, it was probably like around six fifteen, six thirty, and Zach comes up to me and he's like, "So listen, uh, <laughs> a, a lot of the a lot of the people in line who are new voters are here to support your candidate. Do you have anybody here that that would be able to help at the new registration table?" And I was like. Uh, let me see what I can do. And Ashley was standing right there, and she's like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." Nice. <laughs> oh. Jump on that so, grenade. Yeah, she she nice. stepped up again, uh, even yeah. though I I promised yes. she wouldn't have to. <laughs> so Ashley registered. True hero. That was like in your wedding vows. We are all heroes. <laughs> That's why we keep her around. <laughs> she registered. I'm sure in excess of a hundred people last night. Oh my god! Awesome. Mm-hmm. Jesus nice. Christ! That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, so we had we were at the uh, Coralville Center for the Performing Arts, which was a new venue f- from last time. Last time we were at City Hall, it wasn't big enough. Um, 
the center for performing the center for performing arts really wasn't big enough either <laughs> um <laughs> but at seven we had a if you know the area at all we had a line out the door and around the corner all the way back to the driveway into the library parking lot so a pretty long line uh people were having to stand out in the cold and wait so i was i was out there for a little bit like handing out stickers and trying to keep people excited like i'm sorry about the cold i'm sorry about the line thank you for being here this is really important and i appreciate you uh making this sacrifice of your time and comfort (laughs) uh Mm -hmm. people were mostly like really cool um so we all get we're all inside um we fortunately didn't have as many uh spoiled preference cards we as far as i know we just had one the whole night and it was somebody from my group and the reason it was spoiled is because he wrote bernie sanders on the signature line (laughs) oh nice oh common mistake i guess he actually was not bernie so it it wouldn't have counted (laughs) So, uh, first count, um, well, we gave the speeches before the first count, so let me just uh, recap that a little bit. We went in alphabetical order by candidates' last names, so we heard from Biden, Buttigieg, uh, Klobuchar, yeah, somebody was there for Klobuchar, Mm -hmm. and then me, I think. Uh, To tell you the truth, I don't remember, really, the Biden, Buttigieg, or Klobuchar speeches. (laughs) Um, Just totally unimportant, you know, like... What are the, what's the pitch they're going to make, honestly, mm-hmm. at this point? Um, mm-hmm. One fun fact, though, uh, the Biden precinct captain arrived, and she told us that she had been recruited just days ago. <laughs> so, so yeah, the, the Biden campaign was just, you know, last minute, just like, hey, you're a precinct captain now. I imagine, oh, I imagine that was happening all over the state. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he had no ground game, nothing. No. Uh, so, yeah, totally unprepared to do anything, really. Uh, and her son joined the Sanders group. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we get to my speech. I'm just going to read it for you now. I've I've posted it online. Um, I had to cut some of it at the actual event uh, just to make sure I kept it under a minute. But uh, the Rock Hard Caucus listeners are going to get I the... You, I thought you got that? two minutes. No, one minute. I mean, that's what it was at ours. Oh, we were allotted two at ours. That's yeah, we got two at ours, but I don't know if it really matters. Every site had different rules. Yeah, we didn't even have speeches. (laughs) What? (laughs) We didn't have individual speeches. Uh, We just had uh, uh, the 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 people like the secretary or whatever uh, who Mm -hmm. talked at the beginning and controlled everything. Uh, They did some speeches, and then we did our thing. Huh? Jeez. Oh, and Abby Finkenauer was there, and she did a speech. For uh, okay. Biden, right? Finkenauer uh, uh, endorsed Biden, right? I think she did, but she didn't yes. really talk about any specific candidate. She kind of gave this really underwhelming speech about like coming together and how cool it is and blah, oh, blah, yeah. blah. And then, <laughs> and then we moved on. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a thing kind of where if, if there's an elected official in the room, they'll let them just speak in general. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we had Zach Walzer. Uh he didn't yeah, actually, he didn't really waste any time, which was nice of him. <laughs> in twenty sixteen there was a politician there who represented Puerto Rico and he had like a whole speech about making Puerto Rico a state, which was pretty cool. Nice and interesting. Yeah. They that should. is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 
Uh, so they, yeah, go go ahead. Oh, um, a couple things. So I wanted to ask: Did they? Did the Democratic Party ask for money at your sites? Yeah. Yes, they did. Yes, not at mine. Oh, so hmm. yeah, um, the last two they might have. I, I'm sure there are people if they wanted to <laughs> <laughs> could give money, put it in the envelope. Yeah, they passed around like baskets. And they kept like the precinct leader lady was just like, it's just like a church, just like a church. And I was Ugh. like, that's a weird. That's this makes me just like my church. Yeah. This is like my church. This is great. Fuck you. <laughs> Dude, they passed that fucking envelope. They started. So I was sitting up front on the right hand side and they fucking handed me that envelope first. I didn't look up from my goddamn phone. I just passed it straight to my left. And then the other envelope came for the the state Democrats, and I fucking didn't look up from my phone either. I was, I think I was playing Clash of Clans. <laughs> Justin, did you have any shenanigans at the end of the evening with uh, regards to submitting vote totals or anything like that? No, not really. Um, let me let me finish this this speech section, and then I'll give you more numbers. So here here's my speech. You get the director's cut because I. <laughs> Again, I had to cut some of it for time considerations at the event. My name is Justin Comer, and I'm a volunteer for the Bernie Sanders campaign. I'm standing before you now to ask you to support not just a candidate, but the movement he represents. We want Medicare for all because healthcare is a human right. We want an end to deportations, detention centers, and ICE because immigrants deserve justice. We want a Green New Deal because climate change is an existential threat that has already caused mass destruction and death. The time for bold action was yesterday. We want workplace democracy because people who have to work for a living, the vast majority of us, deserve a say in what happens at our workplace. We want housing for all because everyone deserves a place to sleep at night. We have more vacant housing in this country than people without homes. We want to expand Social Security benefits because everyone deserves to live a life of dignity when they are no longer able to work. We want all of these things and more, but we won't get them simply by electing a president. The wealthy and powerful in this country are entirely invested in preserving the status quo and will fight change every step of the way. It will take a movement of millions of us willing to fight back for a better future. And we have that. This campaign has more volunteers, donations, enthusiasm, and dedication than any other campaign in this election, including Donald Trump's. This is the campaign that will defeat Donald Trump in November, and this is the movement that will begin building a society that works for all of us. Not me. Us. Yay! Good job. (laughs) And uh, that last part where I said "not me, us," I said "not me" into the mic, and then I pointed the mic at my section of the room, and they all yelled "us." Oh yes, yes, yes! It ruled. It was so good. Yeah. And uh, we, yeah, we actually—I don't know if everybody had a sound system in the room, but um, I was basically the only one who knew how to use a mic, also. That doesn't surprise me. We had similar issues at ours where no one would like put it up to their face and like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our precinct chair had like a little tiny JBL speaker and then he was like trying to like talk into his phone and do it and there was like a huge delay obviously and like it just was impossible to understand anything. Lack of appropriate sound devices was definitely an issue. Uh seems like everywhere. Ours you couldn't hear anything that the lady was saying. Like everyone had to sh- each other so that way you could hear what they were saying (laughs) i just totally filled that room with my voice and i was full of intensity because i meant every word i said (laughs) this is life or death to me this isn't a game (laughs) 
That's a the way to be. Sexual intensity. <laughs> All right. So after I gave my speech, it was time for the Warren speech. I was still on stage. Everyone in that room could see me. Uh, people in my the Sanders group were crying because we were all, you know, we had this moment together. And uh, the Warren guy who... Fucking nerd, first of all. Um, <laughs> yes. Goes without saying. It, it's like big like summer camp energy is what those fucking people had. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He, uh, he comes up to the mic and his whole speech is just about how you know Warren's the candidate who has big ideas but also is is the only one who has who's like smart enough to actually make these plans a reality she's realistic it's it's just the fucking Hillary thing a progressive who gets things done it's the same fucking thing and to follow right after me and the speech is just a a, a plea to the rest of the room to saying like please help us stop them <laughs> that, <laughs> that thing but the opposite that is that's that was the extent of his speech basically it was listen i know you guys don't want him so come to us <laughs> and i was i was on stage just shaking my head and glaring at him in full view of the whole room cuz good i i was just so overwhelmed with the the magnitude of actually like finally being in this moment mm-hmm. that we've been building up to for so long mm-hmm. and to have that just immediately have him like pointing out making the contrast more clear than it ever possibly could have been mm-hmm. between our two campaigns just r- right after me it was uh really i was mad basically <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then we had a Yang speech, and it was, uh, I think, I think a, a lady who was recruited pretty recently for that position as well, and she just kind of winged it, and I applauded for her only. I think she was the only one I clapped for. <laughs> <laughs> so on first count, uh, this was the numbers. I'll give it to you in alphabetical order as the speeches were presented. We had 26 people for Biden. 67 for Buttigieg, 1 for Gabbard, 37 for Klobuchar, 208 for Sanders, 150 for Warren, 35 for Yang, and 5 uncommitted. And the viability threshold at our precinct of 529 was 80. You need 80 people to be viable. So the only people viable in round 1 were Bernie and Warren. 208 to 150. It was my impression going into this, I swear I read things in in my multiple trainings that said, if you are not viable in the first round, that's it for that Mm -hmm. preference group. Am I alone in that? That was my impression too. And, you know, I had volunteered to you. I tried to do my research. I've caucused three times. I thought that was also the case. I've heard that other people... Like leadership at other precincts were saying that same thing. Yeah. Um, but apparently that is not the case. So like if you are not viable the first round, if you can convince other folks there to come to your candidate and reach that viability threshold, then you can get a delegate. But what's crazy mm-hmm. is that different people had different interpretations. Like the yeah. process is so inherently confusing and 
improbable like yeah that, the, the most yeah. trained people in the room don't <laughs> yeah. have the same information yeah. like what the fuck how can something thing- so important be so opaque and mysterious yeah. the only thing that our precinct president you know the, the person running it stressed to us was that if you start and you are in a viable group after like the first round you're locked in mm-hmm. with them and you can't move right yeah. they did right. also yeah. mention that if your group is deemed non-viable after the first round you're also out but they did tell us before we broke into groups that you had 15 minutes, right? So you got 15 minutes once you split up, you know. So my interpretation was that 15 minutes is your window to go and try to to build Mm. your group, you know, to become viable. You know, once the 15 minutes is over, if you're below a threshold, you have to go somewhere else. Like, I thought that was pretty clear, but I mean, I'm reading, like you guys said, uh, people are saying that's wrong they're saying it's right they're saying it's partially right like <laughs> this is a really good system and i'm yeah, glad that yeah yeah it's gonna suck that we don't get to do these anymore i gotta say <laughs> every time we had those 15 minute like windows they would either get extended or yeah. like they would no. say something else because there's all this like user error like people needed new um presidential preference cards or yeah. uh, you know it was just total madness Plus, there's um, 800 fucking people there, too, for Christ's <laughs> sake. How the fuck do you keep that many people in line? Fill it out. Okay, now don't fill it out. Oh, I do fill yeah. it out, but it's the <laughs> wrong it way. But at this time, <laughs> okay, okay, now. Okay. Yeah. Don't say it yet. Yeah. There was a lot of that in my precinct as well. So, I feel like the rules opaqueness is kind of the point. I mean, Justin, yeah. how long did it take for you to figure out, A, how many delegates there were per uh, district and, like, what the math was for figuring yeah. out the delegates? Mm-hmm. Like, you said you found that the the spreadsheet of the delegates in the in the Something Awful thread. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, months ago, I think Evan asked on this show or maybe after we recorded one, he wanted to see, like, a map or a list of how many county delegates each precinct in the state is electing which is information that the party has figured out for over a year i'm pretty sure and i asked i Mm -hmm. reached out directly to the party asking them where i can find this information multiple times never heard a fucking word and uh i think it was was it the day of that i found that link i believe it was the day (laughs) i think it was yesterday Yeah. yeah I I was just looking at a something awful thread about the primary and it just happened there just happened to be a link in there that had a, a list of every precinct in the state. Like I asked for this. Like why isn't this information just like easy to find? I have to stumble upon it reading a dead <laughs> internet forum, a dead, dying <laughs> internet forum. Isn't in their interest. Yeah, no. Mm. Let alone like the 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 math to figure out like how those get uh you know delegated like mm-hmm. all that stuff is just insane, yeah, and as obscure as possible. Yeah, that's another point. Like I saw uh, a that caucus worksheet that some Pete guy posted that had the pin on it still, and he tweeted it that a lot of people were retweeting and getting mad about. Um, Zach Walls did that too. Who did that? Zach Walls did it too. He tweeted the photo of our he worksheet. Was live, yeah, he oh. was live tweeting the <laughs> I saw that. math sheet, which included the pin. 
Yeah. So anyone could have called in and tampered with the numbers. Oh well, what I don't. Kind of dummy would post a picture with a pin in it. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I don't feel so bad about doing that myself if Zach also did it. <laughs> yeah, and then all the Twitter replies were like people who were like, "Oh my gosh, that doesn't this doesn't round right," mm-hmm. like not realizing that they like round up to the nearest whole number in a lot of instances, and like yeah, yeah. just adding to the confusion and yeah, chaos. Yeah. But anyway, when I yeah. saw that, um, the uh the turnout in that precinct was like 70 people and they were electing eight county delegates and jesus i have i had again yeah. 529 Tight. people in my precinct and we were electing nine county delegates so Tight, and then there was yeah. like zero sanders voters in that wasn't there i don't remember how it sh- shook out but it was like it, a it looked very suspicious to me yeah. But I don't know. Stupid, broken. (laughs) So I was confused about you know viability in the first round being like it. Um, Yeah. So first round, Sanders and Warren were the only viable groups. Uh, We were about sixty ahead of Warren, and again the other groups were Biden at twenty six, Pete at sixty seven, Tulsi with one, Klobuchar at thirty seven, Yang at thirty five, and uncommitted five. So. In my mind, the only ones who are like likely to come to us are Yang's thirty-five and Tulsi's one. And mm. I don't see I at that moment I'm not seeing any Biden, Buttigieg, or Klobuchar people coming to our group. So I'm like shaking. Like <laughs> all these all these people who now are not viable are all gonna move to Warren and I'm gonna get fucking washed out here. <laughs> but then I'm like on stage just like looking at the floor just like waiting to see what happens and i hear these other people talking about how the pete people are trying to attract people over and i'm like wait what they they can still do that so like it suddenly clicks like so pete is only 13 away from viability and i'm like oh my god if he draws in all those like dead end moderate voters like we will stay at the top (laughs) so like the they're a lost cause to me. Like, there's no way I'm getting them over here. So if I keep them away from Warren, like, Bernie stays on the top in this precinct. So I'm, like, whispering to my the other Bernie volunteers. I'm like, listen, we really want Pete to end up viable here because he will pull away from Warren. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally had one of my ambassadors. Like, she took this upon herself. I didn't tell her to do it. But she was going around to, like, the Amy group and uh biden people and stuff and saying like listen you should i think pete like he's so close to viability like you should go over there and <laughs> basically we it's beat them at their own game, game buddy <laughs> i know but it worked out we beat them at their own game the final count for the night was 224 for bernie 169 for elizabeth warren and 100 nice. for pete Buttigieg. So that shakes out to four delegates for us, three for Warren, and two for Pete. We could have lost, and we didn't, because we used the rat fuckers campaign to rat fuck the other campaign. (laughs) Reversal of fortune. Did it. And they go low. (laughs) Um, There was one moment, probably the only moment of the night, that I feel any sort of shame over. Um, (laughs) One of Ashley's relatives was standing in the Amy group. And so on oh. it, during the realignment period, I was like, well, and also she caucused with us in 2016. 
So during that realignment period, I was like, fuck it. I got to try. I have to at least reach out to this person. So I walked over to that side of the room and I was like, hey, what? where are you going to move? Like, where are you going to go? And she's like, I'm not sure yet. It's not going to be Bernie. And I just, oh. I like my brain just snapped. And I just said, <gasps> I just said, why not? <laughs> like completely matter of factly, why not? And she starts going into how like he's not, you know, electable. It's just this fucking electable I bullshit. I fucking hate that and, word. It's not true. Yeah. Yep. And I couldn't help myself. I was just like, listen, you heard the speech I gave. Everything I said in there was true. There are more people committed to this campaign across the entire country. This is the widest net we could possibly have for a candidate. This is like Obama level support here. This could be a fucking landslide. And yeah. it's they just live in a completely different reality. There's there was no reaching her at that point. Yep. And this actually other- Pete is better because <laughs> Uh, this other lady, like nearby us, she then starts confronting me, and she's like, "Well, listen, no matter what, you tell me that you'll vote for whoever the nominee is." And I, my brain snaps even further, and I just say, "I'm one person. I, I'm talking about millions of people here. I can't tell you that they're going to vote for the Democrat. Like, I'm not gonna make any sort of promise to you. I'm representing." a campaign of people who have never fucking voted before and we're not going to win without appealing to them. And I'm just like going off. I'm like losing my <laughs> mind on, th- on this lady. Good. And she's like, I'm not going to argue with you. And I just fucking storm off. Cause like, I mean, you fucking started it. <laughs> Stop owning me. Don't, yeah. Don't fucking blue. No matter who bully me at the caucus where we're expressing our preference for candidate. The gun to your head style of persuasion has worked so well for the Democrats. <laughs> yeah, yes. I did hear a lot of blue, no matter who, in that auditorium. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's pretty much the full story of my caucus experience. I am glad to have it over. I'm glad to have some of the pressure off. Um, I walked yeah. home. I walked home yeah. feeling pretty good. Um, I re- rewarded myself for making it to caucus day by actually listening to the radio interview that I did with Matt and Virgil and Chris from Chapo. I think that was a good reward for uh, myself. Congratulations, you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Racking thanks for that. thousands of <laughs> hits. You broke the KRUI stream. <laughs> That's true, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was telling everybody I know about this interview coming up because it's like, you know, basically the biggest moment of my life in terms of like (laughs) ability to uh reach Reach people and like yeah Yeah. be heard by people and i (laughs) like right before we start the interview virgil texas tweets the stream link on the chapo trap house twitter account and like five minutes into the interview the live stream goes down (laughs) (laughs) well i enjoyed it until that happened so Yes, I enjoyed all three minutes I got to listen to of it. I enjoyed the last five minutes, and then I listened to the rest of it today. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Well, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead about my caucusing experience, yeah, uh, which wasn't nearly as exciting as your guys's, um, but it was uh, very much in contrast to the 2016 experience that we had. Um, so we we caucus at the McKinley Middle School, uh, Iowa District Number 26. Represent. Oh, yeah, yeah, Evan went to oh, school yeah. there, right? Uh, yes, May, yes, sir. 
<laughs> may have taught some some very these very members of the pod. Um, <laughs> yes, it's a it's a school that was made in 1920. Turns out. Or 1922 or something like that. Uh, regardless, old school, pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we walked down there, and it, we got there relatively early. And there was you know, quite a number of people there. And fortunately, this time, it wasn't in a tiny auditorium that was too hot. Um, it was just in a, like a, like in a regular basketball gym. Um, yeah. And so everyone milled around, and it was pretty quiet. Um, and then it got started and there was about 511 people there, uh, which was in contrast to about 300 some in 2016, which was both record turnouts. Yeah. Mm. So it was, there was a shitload of people there, I would say. Um, (laughs) but I was actually the most surprised by, um, the Warren people were very strong. The Pete people were very strong and the Klobuchar people were very strong, which shocked me. Uh, Biden was not even viable in our district. Yeah. Same, yeah. Yep. And I, I just couldn't believe that that the club managed to do it. Um, when we first started, it was seventy-seven um, for viability, and I think the Klobuchar folks were just under that. But I think they got the Biden people uh, uh, turnovers at the at the first uh, gate because he wasn't viable immediately, and then he lost people, and Klobuchar became viable on that second term. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was very interesting though because I don't feel like there was a lot of arguing at ours. Really, it was just the Yang people in the math hats uh, yelling at people. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, they were fine, but like they really uh, they really wanted Yang to win, and uh, he wasn't. Uh, they had like thirty people at the start, and then most of them uh, dispersed. And I think they had five people at the end of the, the last count. Um, so I, I I don't think the the Bernie folks picked up that many, um, but I would say we were definitely by far the most organized out of all of those folks. Um, but honestly, our impression was it kind of went well. Uh, the the changeover was awkward, and then like we went home and we were like, cool, that went better than 2016. And then we log on and oh, it's no. like, what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck happened? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was very jarring uh, uh, of an experience to think that the the the, the experience we had in twenty sixteen eh, pretty decent uh, twenty twenty it went well but uh, terrible <laughs> and so we brought you on the show today as our uh, expert on computer so would you care to at this <laughs> he time actually is a computer yeah <laughs> app. <laughs> identifies as a computer yeah would you you be able to to catch us up to speed on on what what happened with the reporting tools that the iowa democratic party was using last night i don't know what the fuck happened that's the confusing part about it it's a computer they're made to add numbers together and that's why i'm just like (laughs) so confused that that like the premise of the computer was so that way a computer in one part of the country could communicate with another part of the country and and they would be able to add numbers together and it's 2020 and we can't add numbers together on the computer yeah, the premise of even using a custom-built app when, is insane like, to like me. 
dozens of <laughs> computer programs that are capable of counting numbers and you could use a phone some simple math <laughs> you could yeah. use an email you could use a google document spreadsheet uh there are many different ways of doing this and it's uh let me let me check the date it's uh it's uh it's it's tuesday and they still haven't fucking released all of the results <laughs> and it's it's an app yeah, it's like, currently uh, it's currently six twenty p.m. So nearly twenty four hours after the caucuses began, and we don't have the results. Yeah, they they released uh, a, a sixty percent of the results. Like bullshit. It's a it's a fucking app. How hard is it to to do this? Like it's a database. You add the mm-hmm. numbers together. I saw a, a a picture of the error message, and it's like it's just a an SQL error message, and it's like how was. Th- <laughs> Oh, that that was just fake. an SQL. That was How fake. was this not tested? <laughs> Apparently, it was only tested with like two hundred people or something. It just blows my mind. Right. And it was actually in a testbed environment. Like it yeah. was an app that like hadn't been approved to yeah. run on. You know, like it wasn't approved by <laughs> Apple or or uh, Google. And it's it's just I feel like it's uh, really one of those uh, Lucy and the football situations where Charlie <laughs> Brown, where Keith, like, okay, the system's gonna work this time. We're gonna do it. We're going to kick its ass. And it's like, whoop, never mind. <laughs> so from what I understand, they actually were, were doing like a dry run and like testing this app at like yeah. mock caucuses on Saturday. And even then they were like, this thing doesn't fucking work. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't train all of the precinct chairs on it. Like some not people, all of them were trained. Some people didn't even download it until the day of the caucus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need an app for everything. We need <laughs> an, an app, app for that. For everything. There's an, an app, app that for works. That. We hey, got a guys, democracy. App. I know. I know why. Try one of those apps out. <laughs> <laughs> the real explanation is it's uh, just a bunch of party lackeys who were on like Hillary's IT team yeah. and were probably <laughs> rewarded more for their like loyalty <laughs> to the cause than for any like competency or yeah. technical ability or technical ability. It's called AI, and it's the current buzzword of the of the week in the tech world. You gotta have your AI, and you gotta yeah. have your security, your cyber security. Because, and if you're a bank, uh, just think of all those buzzwords that you can sell people on. Listen, folks, we got AI, and we got cyber. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this Mad Max thing isn't such a bad yeah. idea after all. <laughs> Yeah. And it absolutely does not surprise me that Pete's campaign contributed towards yes. <laughs> this developer. Oh, yeah. I'm They're in... literally called Shadow. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't think it even matters. We haven't Shadow. even gotten into that. <laughs> I am it in, doesn't uh... even matter that, like, um, they. Th- that even if it's not true that it's not this grand conspiracy, the fact that they thought that this was a good idea and the optics of it mm-hmm. are such that, like, it doesn't fucking matter. Bad optics. Right. Right, yeah. if they were trying to taint Bernie's victory, then it taints all of their victory. Like Pete entirely. Cannot, yeah, mm-hmm. there's it doesn't help Pete either. In fact, it hurts him because he has the most. Uh, the, he smells the worst. Yeah, yes. definitely. Um, you know, I've gone full conspiracy mode on this. I don't give a fuck what the truth is. They fucked us. Pete is a rat. Shadow is the name of the company that made the app. It's it's all out in the open. Uh, the, the uh, Democratic which Party, which is also part of a bigger organization called Acronym, which right. is also like <laughs> literally just insanely insidious alphabet sounding. agency. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a 
Oh, yeah, the Iowa Democratic Party had a tweet uh, yesterday at some point that had an email address called disinfo at iowademocrats.org. <laughs> disinfo. Are you fucking kidding me? You made that the name of the, the fucking email address. What disinfo. Are you talking about? No, it's you can email. Do you want disinfo or do you want dad info? <laughs> <laughs> Look, oh so my, my my take on this whole thing is, I would not be surprised if we are absolutely being rat fucked here by these people. It's happened before, so it can happen again. Um, but the way that I see this, I think that we already kind of discussed this a little bit. And I think we all agree. Uh, these. Uh, this 62% that we're getting now that's showing Pete Buttigieg in the lead for delegates, but not for the popular vote, when you go to any website, news website, anyone that's reporting in, the first tab they're going to show you is that, that he's leading in delegates, he's leading the Iowa caucus. This was released at 4 p.m. Eastern time, right? Mm -hmm. So this is perfect because this is about the time of the day where everyone's getting off of work. Like a lot yeah. of the country is leaving their job to head home at four o'clock. And the first thing they're going to hear, Pete Buttigieg wins the Iowa caucus. And mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, if you're out, if you're outside of Iowa and you're like kind of half paying attention to politics, what's let's be fair. Most people are, that's mm -hmm. as far as it's going to go for them. Like they're not going to fucking think beyond that. This is going to give him a huge swing in the news cycle for tonight. Right. Cause who the fuck knows when we're going to get the rest of this? Like I was going through county by county and looking at some big counties of uh, the percentage that are, are reported in with a 62%. For example, Polk County, you know, where fucking uh, Des Moines and the, you know, Des Moines area is, it's only at 54% with Bernie leading. Uh, Blackhawk County, right? There, he's got big support in the Waterloo area. They've only mm -hmm. got 31% voting in. Jefferson County, Sanders is crushing Warren and has a massive lead, 50%. Uh, Franklin County, you know, uh, 58% with Bernie crushing Pete. Um, he's crushing Pete in, in Decatur County, 57%. Uh, Cedar County, uh, he's right behind Pete with 50%. I counted 14 different counties that are all less than 60% voted in, and uh, uh, 10 of them have Bernie leading by a considerable margin. But yeah. in the fucking Fallen Kingdom, Western Iowa, mm -hmm. rural Iowa, all this empty fucking space where there's these caucuses where fucking 20 people showed up, Pete's got all of those. Like, this is absolutely by design. This is those... structured in a way to fucking shape the narrative going into New Hampshire. This serves as a slingshot to propel this little fucking chipmunk <laughs> all the way into New Hampshire with rat all the momentum face. he needs. This little rat fucker with all the momentum he needs because Bernie's going to fucking crush New Hampshire. Everybody right. knows it. He crushed mm -hmm. it in 2016. This is a, an opportunity to put a little bit, a little chink in that armor. Maybe get him into second there too. He's got first in Iowa, second New Hampshire. Oh, we got to take a really good look at this guy. No, this is dog shit. Like, if this isn't intentionally, you know... A, a, an error on the part of each individual caucus. This is absolutely intentionally reported this way. There's no fucking reason to release 62% of the results. I don't understand yes. it one bit. Like, this is all to give him a fucking boost. And they're like, oh, we're going to take it slow so we get the most accurate results, but then they're like, oh, oh we're just going to release, uh, we're going to have a press conference to release 62% of the information. Yeah, yes, it's... why? Like, why, dude? Like, they don't fucking, they don't call a fucking, you know, a race I... after they've, you know, done half the laps. Like, all right, well, it's over. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens later with the rest of them. Like, we're going to declare fucking, you know, whoever the winner. Or like, we're just going to play the first uh, 10 holes of this round of golf, and uh, that should be good. There's 18, but you know. 
Yeah, and we were. It's not uh, going to work, by the way. No, no. Uh, Peace but, being catapulted directly into a wall, and he'll like turn into like an accordion, like in a cartoon. I'm, <laughs> no, no, what, I, what I'm looking at is the people that are barely paying attention. Like that's, I think those well, are the majority yeah, of Democrats, that's, the people that are barely paying attention, and like they will fucking. I've got. I'll tell you my caucus story here in a bit because I have. You know, this is. I'm based this off of something, but these people, mm-hmm. they're wet fucking noodles, right? They just. They're barely attached to their candidate. There's. There's no, like. There's some people, you know, that are very clearly all for somebody, but for as, for those people, there's fucking three of them that can change their mind at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Are you Are you ready for a a, a Pete comment zone? No, Pete supporter zone. What? <laughs> this is in defense of uh, the shenanigans last night hmm. uh, from a Pete person that I know that oh, okay. uh, w- worked in D.C. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, fuck. You can't rig the Iowa system. Yes, the results are delayed because Bernie's campaign demanded three separate data sets in Iowa, relying on volunteers, oh tried to deliver this new data reporting method, which is extremely complex. Shut up! Because Shut the fuck up! Rules I hate this guy already! And we are relying on old school counting to avoid foreign interference. Oh, 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 the media oh, yeah. does not oh, understand dude, caucus yeah. math, Fucking and that's Iowa on caucus. Jesus Christ, for Everyone who attended a caucus knows their precinct vote total and the votes were tabulated in front of everyone who attended. <laughs> I'm going to give this person a fucking wedgie and put them in a locker. <laughs> well, here's the- Also, we have signed voter cards as backup. Please calm down and stop hating on a state that is doing their best and will deliver accurate results powered by They're volunteers giving this up... Is- time at their actual jobs just a bit later than was convenient for the media oh yeah every single fucking caucus up until now had the results out by now i want to add to what you just said that uh yes the bernie sanders campaign requested more accountability from the iowa caucus results because last time nobody fucking knows who I won the popular why. vote in and 2016 i yeah. wonder what year it is this year <laughs> and also you didn't have to do that through a fucking app that didn't work. Also, no. the Bernie Sanders campaign had a reporting app that mostly did work. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow-up <laughs> comment uh, to theirs was, apparently the app development only cost $63,000. <laughs> Got him. <Jesus. laughs> yeah. Which makes it okay. And it was like a third Nevada, a third Iowa, and like a third Pete. Pete himself. Yes, Pete himself. Yeah. <laughs> in any other country, this would that would fucking taint this completely. Like, if you had any connection, if you were a candidate and you had any connection to the fucking software that was being used to count votes, yeah. and it was fucking up, and it ended up in your favor, and you come out and declare fucking victory before any of the <laughs> results are in, doesn't that fucking stink? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, any other country... Well, maybe not all well, of them, but a lot of certain, places this would be this would be disqualifying. This should disqualify you for having ties to these fucking so called democracies. Apps. Yeah. I mean fuck modern you, liberal dude. democracies. Yes. It's horseshit. It's I mean, it stinks. Like even dude, I work with a guy that's I've talked about him many times with you before. He is a lifelong conservative, right? Uh, Alan, you know his son, you guys are good friends growing up. I think you know who I'm talking about. Uh, even he came into work today and was like they're trying to screw Bernie again, aren't they? I'm like, you're fucking right mm-hmm. they are. Then he's like, they're going to screw him again. They're going to fucking screw him again. Like, who knows what's going to happen in New Hampshire? I'm like, you know what? For once, we fucking agree on something. My very conservative father-in-law is also uh, parroting that same line. Yes, yep. they know it. 
my Republican dad. My Republican dad's been texting me about it. It's backfired every single time they've tried to shut out Sanders. Like, it's not going to work if this is what you're trying. I feel like you're appropriately turned to describe your caucus experience. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to touch on anything else with the app at all? I do want to. I do want to add one thing. If you're not angry enough already, we were planning to record an episode last night as the results came in. And because this app and the rat-faced Pete screwed over the results coming in, <laughs> that episode, which would have been very emotional and cathartic to listen to, does not exist. So we so missed instead... out We missed out on a, a great piece of content, <laughs> and that is unconscionable. I will never yeah. forgive... The rat-faced Mayor Pete Buttigieg. They yes. they may so release. Instead of, having, instead of having this nice moment together that we could have had last night when things were grand and everything was good, we had to fucking sit and stew all day about this at our fucking jobs, or sitting in our house, or sitting yeah. at our desk, or like wherever we were, we sat and we fucking stewed about this. Like we just marinated in the fucking anger, especially when you know four o'clock. Like this thing kicked off. Like we heard about these results, and I fucking posted it in our group chat, and like everybody just went from fucking like anxious and what's going to happen to just pissed like it was like a switch just got fucking flipped yeah please note it's uh 6 30 right now um yes. they released 60 percent of the vote at 4 p.m um we may have more results later tonight uh, are some rumors that i'm hearing um so we may look like fools later but the point <laughs> is fuck you what the fuck it's an <laughs> yes. app how hard is this to do it's yes. numbers. Yeah, and they, expert every time before this, we just called in numbers, and like yes. they, they, they could have had all the results in by now. Like, there's no way they don't. Like, it doesn't. It's insane. Oh, it's just it's the P campaign. Insane. Technology yes, will not save us. Apps are not going to save us, no. and we all need to stop uh, thinking that an app is going to help. Yes, throw your phone in the river, throw all the smart scooters <laughs> into the river. Yeah. Just Unless it's Twitter, in which time. case Everything. you need to be constantly refreshing and liking yes. my posts. <laughs> That's right. And uh, make sure to give me your computers. <laughs> We're going Unabomber mode, people. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so I want to get into this while I'm still like nice and upset. So Yeah. Um, Can you just adjust my uh, tinfoil hat? Just all right. Put it all Perfect. Tighter and I'm ready. All right. So uh, now that Stella's adjusted... Um, <laughs> I am in CR21. CR21 is the area that was underwater in 2008. The house that yeah. I live in, the high water mark is in the closet on the second floor that the, the owner carved in before it was our house. And this is an area that has been through quite a bit of hardship. This is an area where a lot of people all live in a small area together. Um, it's a lot of working people. There's really not any very wealthy people live around here. There's like there's some retirees that just they like their house and they live here, but it's mostly people like myself, you know, just 30, 40 somethings, uh, you know, pretty regular job, you know. Um, but there's also a giant retirement home on the hill not far from here. And I was doing a little research before I left and I discovered that they are in CR21 as well. So I had this picture in my head before I left my house, like, fuck, dude, like, these old people, they are not going to give a fuck about Bernie. He's polling at, like, 12% with them. They like Joe Biden. They like Pete Buttigieg. They like Biden because he reminds me of the nice man that uh, lives down the street from us and 
uh, he still gets around pretty good, so he just shovels our driveway, uh, you know, when it snows. Or, oh, yeah, he's he's that nice man. He's, like, he's my friend uh, Kathy from Bridge Club's husband. He's really nice, you know, and he's got nice teeth, too, for a man of his age. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, always, they're, they're uh, like Pete. He always gives presents to our granddaughters when he sees them. Yes, uh, that too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't mind when he smells our hair a little bit. He's just, he's just a little old. You know, blah, blah, blah. He comes from a different time. And, or they're like, uh, or, or I like that Mayor Pete kid a lot. You know, he's young. He's got a lot of good ideas. He's got a nice smile. And he reminds me of my grandson. Uh, and, you know, he's gay, too, which, I mean, the times are changing, I suppose. Like, that's what I was expecting when I showed up there. It was like a fucking room full of old poof balls. They were, that's what they were going to say, right? Um, so I got there early. I left my house 5.30. I mean, my, my, my location was pretty close. I probably could have walked, but it's a little bit over a mile, so I was just said, no, I'll just drive. <laughs> um, so I get there, and I park, and when I was parking, uh, I parked on the wrong side of the building, which is fine, because I just saw a spot, and like, I'll just grab it, you know, and there were five cars in a row that all had Bernie stickers. Nice. Like, Let's go. So I parked right next to him. You know, I, I got out, you know, I'm feeling good. I walk around the building. I go in the front door. I can't figure out where I'm supposed to go because every door in the building was unlocked. So I was like, what the fuck? So I just was kind of looking. And I happened to find a door that had like a wheelchair ramp that says something with the caucus on it. And I opened it up and there was someone standing there and they're like, oh, you need to go check in. I'm like, well, can I just come in here then go check in? They're like, no, you have to go around to the front door. I was like, okay. And he was wearing a Biden shirt, so I'm like, fucking perfect. They're already here. So I, I walk around the side of the building, get in the front door. Um, they they looked at my ID, and they're like, well, this is uh, this address isn't right. They're, you know, this, is, this isn't your precinct. I'm like, yes, it is. I have a piece of mail with me that I brought that had my name and my address on it, and I had my voter ID, too. And I'm like, well, okay, sure, you can go in. This person also tried to be a, a Biden voter. Like, this, it was a younger guy, too, which kind of caught me off guard. You don't so, need to show ID. No, no the, by the they way, asked, they asked, they asked for my name, and I'm like, I have my ID, and I showed them it, and they looked at it, and oh. they said the address isn't right. They so should just have a list. ID. They do have a list. They, they do have a list. I offered oh, okay. to show it to them though, because I didn't want to, okay. you know, it just mm-hmm. it was just instinct to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> I get inside, and the Biden people are there. The uh, Warren people are there, and they have like the middle of the gym. Uh, like facing between the double doors and they have a bunch of balloons that they have taped to the sign because apparently state law says you can only have one sign affixed to the walls is what we were told but they uh, were smart about it and made a giant sign and put a bunch of decorations on it so it looks really awesome honestly (laughs) Uh, and then uh, so other wall was Biden opposite side of the room from where I was Uh, the door that I walked in the Yang dude was right there when I walked in Right, he's chilling on this bench right there. He's got his sign up. He's got his tight T-shirt on, his MAF hat, his goatee, and uh, I was like, "Hey, I had a backpack with me." I'm like, "You know if it's okay if I bring this in here or not?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just, you know, I, I don't know, man. I'm just here with Yang, you know. I don't." I'm like, "Oh, that's cool, you know. Um, I guess no one told me no, so I'll just bring it in." And I have like a bunch of water bottles in there and like a notebook to keep, you know, a couple notes and shit. And uh, extra phone charger, uh, like a power bank, because I didn't know how long I was gonna be there. Right. Anyways. I get there, and the only people that are there is about 20 old people all sitting on the opposite side of the gym from me in the Biden area, and they're talking to the Biden precinct captain. So my first thirst, thirst thought was, and I was sending you guys this, I'm like, fuck, they're already here, and like, 
I'm looking around. There's no Bernie people at all. Like, there's no sign up. I don't see anybody else wearing mm-hmm. Bernie stuff. So I'm like starting to panic for a second. I'm like, wait a fucking second. Like, it got. To, it wasn't until 6:20 or maybe closer to 6:25 that our precinct captain showed up with his wife, and I talked to him on the phone once. And Are you kidding? I, That's ridiculous. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I, I don't want to say anything bad because. I'm going to anyways, but it's not going to feel good because this guy volunteered for a job that I didn't have the guts to take, you know, so sure. I can't, but he was a dope. Like <laughs> he was like a yokel, like a, a yokel dope. And he was like sticking a Bernie sign. He stuck up a Bernie sign by a table. I'm like, okay, perfect. So these are my people. And then he starts putting them up like everywhere else in the gym and like putting them up outside. And the, the, the precinct chair was like, uh, sir, you know, state law, which our precinct chair did a great job, by the way. Uh, he's like, sir, you can only have uh, one sign uh, per wall for your, your campaign. He's like, oh, okay. So he takes them all back except for one. And then he goes out and he's like sticking like in the bathrooms and stuff, apparently. <laughs> and I'm like, you've got to be wow. kidding me. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And I, I'm sitting here in the gym, like starting to like have a bit of a panic attack. I'm like, dude, this this can't be happening right now. And then, like, there's more old people shuffling in, and they're just kind of sitting just around, necessarily with the Biden people. And then, like, all of the, like, Warren supporters start rolling in, and the Yang gang showed up, and I'm like, oh, dude, this can't get any worse. And, like, there's some people that start to kind of sit around me. Like, there's a couple burning people that are filing in. But 10 minutes before 7 o'clock, everybody else came. I would say... 70% of the attendees showed up, like, right at the buzzer almost, right? Yeah. I had no idea who was with who, but all I knew was that this guy better know something I don't know, or he better have some <laughs> fucking strategy, something up his sleeve, because, you know, there's a lot of people here that don't look like they're interested in anything Sanders has to do or say, and there's, you know, and they made it clear, like, they're all wearing their campaign shirts. Um, so, you know, we go through the whole spiel, uh, you know, we read the fucking letter, the letters from like the Lynn County Democratic chair and the fucking Iowa Democratic County chair. And I, I have to pee so bad during this time, by the way, <laughs> like I'm in pain. Like I, I drank too much water. Uh, yeah. Water before I went to the caucus. And <laughs> I'm just like, my bladder's about to burst. I'm like, son of a bitch, dude, like pick it up. Let's go. And they started it's good passing- to be hydrated. It is. Yeah. So they started passing around those envelopes. Like, did you guys get those? The ones to, to stick money in? Like, uh, like you know, at church, right? So <laughs> no, that would have been a good bit, though. They fucking handed me that envelope first because I was sitting right at the end of the front row. I didn't even look up from my phone. I just passed it right over the next guy next to me. <laughs> the Bernie people didn't look like they wanted anything to do with it, just like in your case, too, Justin. But yeah. All that's done. I'm sitting there. I have no idea what's going to happen. And it's speech time, right? Everyone gets up there. Bernie guy's up there. He's like this really tan guy. He's got like a kind of a mullet, glasses, really like wire thin guy. He's wearing like a tie-dyed shirt under his Bernie shirt and a coat. And like these ripped up jeans, which is, it's a good look. Uh, but he's like, oh, I'll go first. And he gets out a piece of paper and he's like, this is a speech that was uh, found on the website. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> He literally prefaced it by saying, this is the speech I found on the website. And he read the prepared speech not very well. Like, it was delivered with no conviction. It was flat. And I'm sitting there like, we're going to get laughed out of this fucking gym. Um, next up was the Warren person. Uh, she went on about how 
uh, she's a foster parent, and she feels like Liz Warren can just be like one big foster parent to the country. And <laughs> she's like, you know, she's like the mommy oh, fucking figure we need. And she's she's here. <laughs> for, she's not gonna leave anybody behind. You know, kids in foster care, they're at risk, and I feel like we're at risk. And I feel like she's. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is pure Warren. Right. right. And at the end of, at the end of the speech, a little projection she was like, there, lady. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because at the end of the speech, she was like, "Well." You know, uh, we're supposed to say stuff that's like relatable. We can relate to our own lives. I'm like, okay, so that's what this is. You know, she literally told <laughs> yeah. on herself at the end of her speech. <laughs> the campaign fucking told you to 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 t- you know tell your fucking story. You know, boring. So next up is the Biden guy. So this guy was actually from Delaware, and he came from Delaware to do this. He showed up <laughs> two days ago. He said to be the precinct captain for Biden. Oh, now this. This guy, he actually, he gave a pretty good speech. I mean, he he was to the point, you know, he, he was very clearly, like, whatever he does for a living, this is part of it, is speaking to a crowd of people. Yeah. If, if you know what I mean, right? So I, I just was rolling my fucking eyes listening to him talk, though. Um, and, like, I made it pretty apparent. Like, <laughs> I, I, po- I took out my phone <laughs> while he was speaking, and I opened up Clash of Clans, and I, I didn't have my phone muted, but it was really quiet. And, like, when you open up a Supercell game, it's, like, this very distinctive noise that it makes. So, like, it made the noise. And, like, I look up at him. And he's looking at me. So I just kind of look back down at my phone. <laughs> and he got in speaking. And last was the Yang dude. And uh, he was honestly probably the most genuine dude there. Uh, this guy was, like, you know, very transparent. He said, I didn't prepare a speech. I'm come here to speak from the heart. But his main point that he was trying to hammer during his speech was, Yang is the only candidate that appeals to both libertarians and Republicans. Like, Republicans, <laughs> libertarians like him more than any other candidate. I'm like, well, no fucking shit they do, dude. Like, <laughs> Democrats need to cater to libertarians yes. and to Republicans, <laughs> yes. if you ask me. This was very clear to me throughout the night because also, I forgot to mention, both Warren and Biden captains in their speeches used the E word. Do you guys know what that is? Electability. Yeah, it's electability. <laughs> so, yeah, barf. All right, so I'm in full panic mode right now because these guys all just gave pretty good speeches. The crowd was seeming to enjoy it, and we were uh, instructed that we could use the bathroom soon. And it was – no, listen, though. So this part was also kind of funny. Um, our precinct president was non-binary, right? And they mentioned during – them talking about the bathrooms that the bathrooms will be gender neutral this evening because mm-hmm. there's so many people here we won't have to worry about lines or anything sure. i heard several old people around me just like uh. scoff just like <laughs> you know like i'm like jesus fucking christ like, get me out of here now like i don't want to sit in here for another fucking moment like my brain is like a rat in a fucking cage and these assholes are just poking it with a stick and it can't get out i'm like and the pressure like, in yes. your bladder. Yes. And this is the worst. And like so they're like, okay, let's let's split up. Everyone go with your preference group. And I stood up and before I even looked to see who was going where, I walked over to, to them and I'm like, Can I go use the bathroom really quick? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, fifteen minutes. So I left, came back, and when I came back in, I was greeted. Oh, by the way, we had hundred and sixty three people there, I believe. Uh that might is either one sixty three or one sixty eight. When I came back in, I was greeted with nearly half the room standing with the the weird Bernie Sanders precinct captain. Hell yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, instantly we're viable. This night's going to go so much easier. 
And I'm looking around the room, and, like, the Biden group is all really old people. Like, really old people. The Unviable. Buttigieg, yes, the Buttigieg group is a bunch of, like, kind of, like, preppy, like, rich-looking kids with, like, nice teeth and, like, nice shoes and stuff. And a couple old people that are with him. And the Warren group is just basically everybody that loved Hillary Clinton in 2016. <laughs> they had that look about him. They had that fucking air about him. I think you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, of Did course. Did you bully them? No, I didn't. No, they left us alone. <laughs> and the Yang gang was six dudes, right? Two of them, I believe, were very young. They are either this year will be their voting age or they will be old enough to vote. They both look like high school students, right? And uh, the, there's the captain and then a couple other guys. So I'm looking around, and they're just kind of hanging out. And I had rehearsed this at home. I had fucking practiced. I had a game plan for these Yang people in case it came down to the wire. And we needed, like, two people to get that fucking extra delegate. So I'm not even thinking about the math. I immediately walk over. I introduce myself. And I just asked them, what do you guys like about Andrew Yang? Like, tell me what, tell me what the sell is. Like, what, what sold you on this guy, you know? And they pretty much all gave me a different answer. Both the young guys said that UBI was something that they thought was interesting or whatever. Um, their precinct captain kept talking about appealing to libertarians still. And uh, so the thing... <laughs> Might have been was, telling on himself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I was talking to, to him first, and I'm like, you know, I really feel like you and I have the same picture for an end goal. I think we have the same, you know, end zone in mind, but we have, you know, maybe a different playbook to get there. I'm like, you know what I mean? And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, dude, for sure. And, you know, we, we kind of just bullshit a little bit. And I'm like, so, I mean, it's looking like you guys are going to have enough. You know, we got to have, got to have 15, you know, and you've got six, you know. And he's like, honestly, he's like, you guys are my second choice. I was just waiting for someone to come over and talk to me. Otherwise, we might have left. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like, oh swish. Right? So I got him, and the two young kids were just going to follow him wherever he went, obviously, right? <laughs> but there was this other guy that was with him, right? And this is the one that I'm very proud of, is this guy, he is like your average, like, very blue-collar, listens to, like, a ton of talk radio, uh, sitting on a bar stool at 4.30, <laughs> just a, a good old Iowa guy, right? You know? And he is, was kind of like, you know, yang or bust. He told me that he voted for Trump in 2016, and regretted it, mm -hmm. and he found something he liked in Yang, and I, you know, he kind of gave me the whole spiel, and he's talking like, well, I don't know about this about Bernie, I don't know this about Bernie, and uh, you know, I kind of responded the best I could, but I just try to let him do most of the talking. Uh, the best interview or the the best way you can talk to anybody is let them do the fucking talking. Oh you yeah, just open up the sure. fucking door yeah. and let them tell on themselves, and then you go <laughs> from there, right? So he expressed to me that one thing that was very important to him was the second amendment. And I'm like, I mean, you know, he's like, he's like, you know, I don't know how, what Bernie's plan is. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Bernie is pro gunnership. And honestly, man, I'm not a Democrat. Like <laughs> I, there, there's people in this group behind me that might be Democrats, but I think most of us we're, we're not Democrats. You know, we're like you, we're not fucking Democrats. We're not Republicans. We're part of a group that might not be represented here today, you know, but I'll tell you this. I consider myself a leftist. He, he nods. He's like, yeah, I can tell. I'm like, any leftist worth their salt is pro-gun ownership because we believe that the working class and lower class should be armed, and it should be an inalienable right for us to be armed. And he kind of thought for a second. He's like, yeah, you know, that kind of makes sense. I'm like, I'll tell you what, man. We got a couple minutes left. 
you guys are going to be non-viable here in a minute. Sounds like your boys are coming over. What do you say you come stand with us? And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. So he came over, and there was still one guy that I couldn't convince that he didn't have a second choice. So, like, he just went to the middle of the room and, like, held up his Yang sign and then left, which I took a picture of. Uh, also, there were there were eight Amy math. Klobuchar people. Yeah, math, dude. Uh, there were eight Amy Klobuchar people that got cut to seven immediately because one of the people that was over there realized that they were non-viable in that exact moment. And she made a big scene out of it by stomping over to her seat to get her coat, stomping up to the counter, and slamming her ballot down on the table. I'm not, I'm sorry, not ballot. Please bleep that out. Uh, on the table and stomping out of the room right past us. And she fucking glared at me on the way out the door like, Jesus, lady, like, what's your problem? We actually picked up one of them. We picked up one Amy person. Yeah. Two of the Amy people ended up going to Biden. Um, one went to Pete's and two went to Warren, right? Oh, um, I almost forgot. I'm sorry, the Pete speech. I'll make this one quick. So <laughs> the lady, her story was how they're basically like, we need to beat Trump is what their thing was. Her husband was Kenyan and his the day where he became United States citizen was the day after Trump was elected and she talked about how they cried all the way to Des Moines oh. to take the oh test. My God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how they cried all the way and uh, he, there was one point, like, or pretty early on, like, during the, when we first split up, where her husband was, like, standing there. He's, like, an ambassador. And he's super tall, and he's super dark. And this room is just white people, yeah. right? So he <laughs> sticks like a sore thumb. And he literally says, doesn't anybody want Pete? <laughs> and it was the funniest shit. I had a, I had a contain. Anyways, so, uh, I have, <laughs> I have the count here, uh. So, at first, uh, Biden had 30, uh, Klobuchar had 8, which then became 7, Yang had 6, Pete had 27, Warren with 32, and Bernie with 63. So, you know, yep, so, uh, second cut, Biden with 32, 2 from Amy, Pete, 28, 1 from Amy, Warren, 34, getting 2 from uh, uh, Pete, not Pete, um, sorry, Amy, and we ended with 71 which is one of the Klobuchar people and all the Yang gang except for one guy. So yeah. we ended up, you know, pretty good, clean sweep. Warren barely squeaked out that second delegate. Uh, Bernie with three, Warren two, Pete one, Biden one. The Biden people were in fucking shock. They all started filling out their fucking preference cards, like, right away. And, you know, they stopped them, like, please stop, don't fill out your cards yet. One of them even asked a question about what they were supposed to write on a certain part of the card while they were writing it moments after the precinct president said, don't write on the cards. And their answer was, like I said, don't write on the cards. Um, That's a real boomer move. Yeah, absolutely. Just completely ignore the responses to the questions you ask. Oh, totally. Yeah. We had people that were upset that they couldn't float around um, when they were told to be part of a group called, like the undecided group, basically. They asked if there's any questions. There's some old man, like, he's like, I got one. <laughs> they're like, okay, what's the question? And he's like, I don't like this rule. <laughs> like, what the fuck are they going to do about that? Like, in that moment, like, the rules don't fucking change. Um, so, yeah, it ended up being pretty good. I'm very happy with the results. And to thank the Yang gang for their support, I uh, took them out for beers afterwards. So nice. me and the precinct captain, uh, the the Second Amendment guy, 
And then uh, one of the other guys and uh, precinct captain's wife, we went out, we grabbed a few beers at the, the bar not far from here. We ate a plate of nachos. We played darts. It was a good night. Like, I was very happy with the result. And, uh, you know, which, you know, that went away pretty quick today. But <laughs> I really was, like, relishing that moment when it happened. So my, my experience was overall pretty positive. It went from being, like, nerve-wracking to, like, instant relief. And then, like, as soon as I felt that relief, I just, like, like felt like in the zone and I'm like, all right, let's go talk to people, you know, and I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it worked out because our precinct captain did nothing. He really <laughs> did nothing. Our whip was, our whip was so nervous. I felt bad for him. Like he couldn't like, I'm sitting there like just having like a regular conversation with him. He can't even like look me in the eye and he's just like super nervous. He's just this nervous kid. And immediately I'm like, I knew that I was going to have to maybe try to grab the reins. You know, I ended up, yeah, I ended up getting everybody in, a, in an organized area, getting lines so we can count everybody. I ended up counting everybody after our precinct captain wow. incorrectly counted everybody the first time. Our whip <laughs> didn't bother. To, didn't know he's supposed to be counting everybody. He just was standing there in line. So, like, I did, recounted everybody, and we got it. I recounted again after it came around. I ended up being the interim captain yeah. for that precinct. Like, I, I, I mean, honestly, it would have been fine because we were clearly going to be viable immediately, and we were going to be fine, but... I don't know. I still felt like I contributed a little bit. Yeah, it sounds like you definitely <laughs> so did. So it was yeah. good. Great. It went, much, it went much better than the last one that I attended. Um, and they told me that numbers were down from 2016. They said in 2016 they had right around 200 people. So that's a pretty significant cut. And we had seven delegates up for grab. I can't believe that I was in a room with uh, almost 100 people that liked Amy Klobuchar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really just can't even. Wacky. I know that at least like a couple of them came to Bernie at mine, and I'm just like, man, I don't know what's up with you guys, but thanks. <laughs> you know, I do think, I think that a lot of people like Amy because of her story, like her origin story and like how pro-union she is, like that she's from Minnesota and like, she always talks about how her grandpa was like an iron miner and there's like a lot of unions for for her. And so like I think we could get some Klobuchar voters over to Bernie. Like he's been endorsed by a lot of unions. If that's why they like her, yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I know one gentleman that likes Amy Klobuchar because he would like to be domed by Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> <laughs> Is he in this? I don't think right Bernie now. can bring that to the table. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see him try. Agreed. That'd be a, that'd be a good debate. <laughs> All right, I think we're just... Uh, Evan, you haven't told us about your caucus yet, so let's hear that. Uh, yeah, so I was the precinct captain uh, for Des Moines 50, which, and my caucus experience, honestly, was quite pleasant and good and <laughs> fun um, <laughs> for the most part. Um, so I got all my stuff together. I had like, um, I printed off like a ton of like materials, like agendas. I had like crayons and markers and like paper for the kids to draw on. Crayons and coloring books. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I had hand sanitizer. Um, (laughs) I had a big case of bottled water. Um, I had tape for all the signs and like extra tape, extra signs. Evan is the real prepper of the Rock Hard Caucus. <laughs> if I'm going to do a job, I'm going to do it right. Um, 
I was put into duty as precinct captain like last Thursday because the person who is going to be the captain was AWOL and Ghosted. also did not show up. <laughs> did not show up to this uh, caucus, wow. which is kind of interesting. Um, so I got roped into it. Um, my mom was a sport, and she came with me early. I live with my mom. <laughs> By the way, I haven't mentioned the that before. The, way, the big reveal. By the way, ladies. The big reveal. She's a Bernie. She's a Bernie gal. She listens um, to this. We she's love very your mother. Cool. Yes, we all love my mom. Unironically, Especially she's me, the best. But <laughs> you need to quit being so mean to Alan, if I remember correctly. Yeah, she does tell me to stop being mean to Alan. <laughs> because she Don't. can only hear one side of the conversation. She can't hear how mean yeah, Alan is being to me in response. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so we got there about uh, 5.30, 5.45 or so, and immediately pulled up. There is a lone Bernie man standing there. It's a lone um, Bernie man. <laughs> we walked up to him. He uh, was like a very tall uh, Norwegian-looking, like Nordic warrior <laughs> named Arik, and he was a Bernie volunteer from um, Portland, Oregon, who came down to help out with the campaign. Tight. And he's like a very he's like very calm and like very intense. And he was like my whip, and so. We got there, like, perfect time. Like, the doors hadn't opened yet. So they they let us in eventually, and we went to the location, what we thought was the location, which resembled a gym to me. This is the gymnasium, but I guess it was actually the cafeteria, (laughs) and there was another um, precinct there, and I, like, luckily the other Bernie captain was, like, already there, so it was like a... (laughs) <laughs> it was like uh are am i supposed to be you or, or like <laughs> like the, the two spider-man supposed to be two like we're not supposed to, yeah it was the two spider-man pointing at yeah. each other <laughs> um, <laughs> so eventually we figured out that that was actually the cafeteria despite there being basketball hoops down um <laughs> it was basically a small gym um, so we eventually found the bigger gym and um i immediately started setting up um it was a small gym, just like, you know, size of just one basketball court. Um, and so immediately got to setting up, uh, the Biden people were in one corner. And so I chose the opposite corner <laughs> because, um, I knew that there was already Biden people actually there by the time I got there. Um, and all of their volunteers were out of state. Um, one woman was from Ohio and then there was actually a very cool, young black guy named Noel who was from Chicago and then he went to ISU and then, and he was like an engineer and then he went back to work on Biden's campaign here, Mm. which is interesting. Um, And so, yeah, they, I chose a diametrically opposite corner. um, (laughs) uh, Dustin, you just made the same noise that my dog does when I like squeeze her a little too hard. (laughs) 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 so i hustled chairs i moved a lot of chairs by myself um got a table Arik was super helpful um there were a couple observers there there was a man who identified as tony uh who was from china and he was an observer for a oh he was press for china today oh nice which really? i 
Yes. Um, so I talked to him about the caucus process, and I don't think I probably <laughs> described it in a very positive way. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Perfect. I, I talked about why it is the way it is and why I don't really like it. Yeah. And I found out later that the newspaper this man writes for is essentially like a kind of propaganda outlet for <laughs> the people, for the like state. the Communist Party of China. <laughs> Evan um, is an agent of a so, foreign yeah. state. <laughs> That's foreign yeah, election it's, interference. It's China Today, uh, which was formed by, I guess, a, a Polish man named Israel Epstein, who <laughs> ended up like moving Israel to China what? and is like one of the only <laughs> foreign-born uh, people allowed into the Communist Party of China. Israel, Israel Epstein. Epstein. <laughs> Israel Epstein. That is, I had to mention that because it's such uh, interesting. <laughs> let me just let me just read that one again. Israel Epstein. Oh. Yeah, and he's a member of the Communist Party of China. Um, that is really so interesting. Yeah, it was fascinating. Um, so, and I at this point, I'd also met our precinct chair, who was very nice. He actually had a Pete sticker on. I had him on my list of Bernie supporters, so I thought he was going to be in the house for us. But um, his wife was also there, and she actually was a Bernie supporter. So that was cool. Um, so, yeah, we started the check-in process, got all that going. Um, I checked in, made sure my mom got checked in. Just waited for people to show up, and one of the first people who showed up were our next-door neighbors, the actual condo next to us, and we weren't really expecting to see them, but they said that their first choice was Yang, Oh, but there was no Yang Matt. people there, <laughs> so <laughs> they were like, well, we were probably going to end up with Bernie anyway, so they just like sat with us from the beginning and, and didn't change. That's what you call um, outreach. Got him. Yep. <laughs> So more and more people trickled in. It was a pretty even mix of Biden and Buttigieg, um, and then a, a few lesser Warren numbers, and then like maybe like five or six Amy people, um, three for Steyer, <laughs> um, <laughs> one one guy who was uncommitted, and uh, yeah, zero Tulsi, and then maybe. There was like two like Asian families and like a couple weirdo white guys <laughs> in the Yang group. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. I forgot to mention we did have one um, guy raise his hand and it was like Tom Steyer over here, Tom Steyer over here. <laughs> <laughs> we were splitting up, and a couple uh, people went to go went to go talk to him, and then they I lost track of them. I have no idea where they went after that. Oh boy, there was a solo Tulsi man uh, at our precinct, and he was he was Tulsi uh, through and through. Yeah, ours. <laughs> my lone Tulsi guy was the same. He didn't move. He just left. Mm. Ours just wasted his vote. Our Tulsi people came to Bernie. Um, we also so because we were such a big group, they had like balloons as well as like the different. Um, supporter groups like have their own areas of the ballroom but like every candidate who was running had a balloon with like their name on it so that mm. we could like figure out where people were um and then at one point there was like a couple balloons left over for the candidates that had no supporters and like the precinct organizer Aww. was like on the microphone like does anyone uh, want this uh, Duval Patrick balloon? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, Amazing. Duval Patrick. <laughs> Did anyone take it? Oh no! That would be such <laughs> a absolutely not. Yeah. Such a strange just artifact to keep. 
And then she, she just popped. She just popped the balloon after that. <laughs> Damn! Let it go free into the sky outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were um, just checking in all our people. Arik was doing a great job grading people. My mom was talking to everyone. We had the most nice. diverse group by far. Um, like it was amazing, a mix of old and young, male, female, all different races represented. It was awesome. I think um, we starting up. We I wanted to say we also probably had the most diverse group, and I thought we had some of the most attractive people there. <laughs> oh, for There's sure, no, not us. People there. Oh, <laughs> so you had the yeah. full spectrum of of uh, yeah. beauty. That's yeah. a form of that's diversity. A, a melting pot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so. We got started. Um, it was actually very low turnout compared to what I was expecting, and I guess significantly down from 2016, which is also kind of interesting. Um, so, like, we we had plenty of room. Like, there was just a huge open space in the middle of the floor. There was Amy Corner, Biden Corner, Pete Corner, Warren in between Pete and uh, Biden, and then Yang, and then our corner. So, uh, Arik very smartly when the first Yang people showed up, like directed them to stand like next, next to us. So yeah. he was thinking ahead. Um, it was good. Um, so yeah, Jason started up and uh, it was, it was fine. He, like, he did a good job getting the rules stated. Um, we gave our speeches. I was a little bit nervous, but pretty pumped and ready to go. And I think I did a pretty good job. Um, the, well, I guess I'll go to the other people first because I intentionally tried to go last because I wanted to have the closing remarks, you know, the final word, the final word. Uh, so the Amy <laughs> person went first. He was a guy from like Colorado who <laughs> showed up and um, yeah, he I guess high. he's a volunteer. Yeah, he was high as shit <laughs> off his balls. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, and I don't know, he just, his speech was not very memorable. <laughs> there were only a couple Amy supporters there. Um, the Biden people spoke, uh, Noel spoke actually, um, and he did a good job. It was fine. Um, Warren Lady was good. She was someone who worked in healthcare for a long time. She wasn't very rousing though at all. Like none of these speeches were rousing at all. The Seems to be a common theme, except for Justin's. <laughs> yeah, the Pete guy was like an older um, gay gentleman um, with like a cool hat, a very cool hat. And uh, <laughs> tell me more about this. Yeah, I need a description. I think uh, it had like a leather band around the front, and then it was kind of like a cool, like kind of like houndstooth kind of pattern. Nice. And like a medium sized brim. It just it looked nice. He was sharp. Um You were attracted to him. Uh sure. <laughs> um excuse you. Um, <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, he I don't even remember much about his speech, honestly. I just wanted to describe him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um so yeah, then I gave my speech and I like basically no one talked about policy in any way. They were yeah. like, Oh, I'm from Iowa, like I'm from here, this is what I've done for a living. Like 
irrelevant doesn't matter <laughs> not me us yeah um <laughs> and so i was like i'm just a guy from iowa i work for an insurance company it's not as interesting as probably most of your stories <laughs> <laughs> and then um just went through the hits talking about how bernie's values are my values and that i think politics are a reflection of your values and that's mm-hmm. why i think we should have universal health care and a living wage and education for anyone who wants it and that you know a, a administration that protects the environment and stops degrading the environment like now yeah. instead of later on and then i said basically that those are values that bernie has never compromised on and he's been consistent when it was unpopular and i think that that's true leadership and that he has the big picture in mind and doesn't he doesn't try to meet the opposition halfway he has an uncompromising vision for the future that attracts people to him and i was like i specifically kind of tried to throw a little bit of shade saying oh yeah like, good yeah talking about like com- not compromising and like I was like, um, bust his ass. I was like, you can be pragmatic without being, without losing your idealism. Yeah. And, uh, the every, after every victory or every defeat, you can't lose sight of the bigger picture, basically. And I was very, I was animated and, uh, I got the biggest round of applause. Oh, yeah. The Bernie people were, yeah, super excited. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So it, it was cool. I had my moment of glory. Yeah, man. We rallied the troops. <laughs> I rallied the troops. <laughs> it sounds um, like your speech so, was also uh, very much based on the discussion we had on the radio the other day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. I mean, that was, yeah, that was really fun. Um, so, yeah, then we got our cards. There was definitely some confusion. Oh, and also before the, like the Amy people and the Steyer people, basically all went to Biden before there was even, they didn't even like stick to their, like they just changed Biden before. Yeah. For the first count. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's fine. Like luckily Jason was not like a super rules stickler, like, which I kind of respect because like this process is so silly. And like, I think yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be as hard as it is. And like, yeah. and also like all the stuff about like, Oh, like when are you supposed to give a speech? Like did your precinct give a speech? It's like the whole thing is these things is like to persuade people to come to your side. And it's like, that's what the entire primary is about. And so people's preferences are going to get reflected, even if they're not persuaded at the, the actual caucus site or whatever. But anyway, um, so yeah, all the Biden and or all the uh, Steyer and Amy people just immediately went to Biden, basically, and I think the uncommitted guy did too. And so yeah, there was a bunch of confusion about when to fill out ballots, of course. And um, first count, basically, all four were viable, which means that there really wasn't too many room for shenanigans in the second alignment. Yeah, because sort of like, like what I had it, done. Yeah, like every candidate was like at least five votes away mm-hmm. from being viable or in the plus side towards being viable. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, they gave us like five or ten minutes to try to convince the Yang people, basically. <laughs> Just basically everyone <laughs> yep. trying to get the Yang people. <laughs> and uh, we basically got all of them. Um, except for, oh, and I forgot, I'm sorry. 
I forgot about the Yang because um, after I gave my speech, the Yang people gave theirs. I didn't actually go last. So the first guy came out and he was kind of like a creepy looking like white dude with just like a mustache, like just a mustache, which is creepy looking, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, (laughs) he's like, I caucused for Ted Cruz in 2016. (laughs) Seems to be a recurring theme here with these Yang people, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, uh, so, like, I'm an example of, like, how Yang can bring people in, or, I don't, he was, didn't say anything, like, it wasn't rousing, it was just kind of, like, I don't know, it was weird. Like, well, I don't know why you'd lead with that. I voted for Ted Cruz. <laughs> I'm the biggest freak in this room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, he gave a speech. And then another guy in the Yang guy was like, can I can I give a speech too? <laughs> and so Jason was like, uh, yeah, 30 seconds. <laughs> Yeah, and then he went longer than 30 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, so basically after the speeches, we uh, did the cards and then got started doing the persuasion. And yeah, basically all the gang people went over and like there is like the the father of like this family. He's like, oh yeah, my kids, uh, like we're going to choose Sanders as their second choice so like i'm just gonna go with my kids <laughs> and so they all Aww. moved over a good father honestly it was great everyone there was like excellent the kids were all so well behaved like everyone oh, was so nice like we it had wasn't, some little fucking rotten kids at ours yeah <laughs> some little bastards dude oh yeah <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't even like crowded like at all like it was it was fine and um yeah, so we got mostly Yang people. The one we had some great um, people on our side going out and actually doing outreach too, because I wasn't really. I was like, oh, well, I did make a plea to the Yang people, but I was like, I'm pretty sure they're going to come to us anyway. And uh, the one, the Ted Cruz guy, the stocking cap and the mustache, was like saying that Yang is more progressive than Sanders. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And well, if you look at the like policies and you f- watch this YouTube video, you'll see one thousand dollars a month, everyone. Yeah, he it's was trying. All over she again. was <laughs> trying to figure out. She was like, "What do you mean by progressive? Like, in what way do you mean that?" And he was like, talking about like because he talks about like automation <laughs> yeah. and like robots and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that, the, that's like the, AI and cyber <laughs> is coming yeah. for your job. <laughs> The progression of time, Top just baby. in general. The future. He knows about yeah. robots and science fiction and that kind of thing. Oh. Progress. Also, my mom, um, before all of the cards were done, um, there was this um, girl that my mom was, like, with who was, like, having a breakdown because she was, like, already 30 minutes late for work and was, like, just, like, terrified. My mom said she was, like, shaking. Oh, no. And so she my mom was like jason can like she has to leave to go to work like can we just fill out her card and i can just take care of it and he was like yeah sure (laughs) nice he was good like i said like it's like basically like the process doesn't really matter it's more about the actual results yeah yeah tyranny must come to an end can you hear me (laughs) i shouldn't say his name bleep out his name (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) okay 
<laughs> bleeps are funny. Bleeps are funny on the show. I think there's enough inconsistencies, but yep. So we got the Yang people. We recounted, got all the cards counted. However, there was an issue where there were actually more cards filled out than there were uh, people <laughs> who had checked in. Hmm. Oh God! Which An observer. Think, yeah. So going. that was like kind of put a wrench in things for like ten or fifteen. 30 minutes <laughs> and uh, but up to that point it had gone very smooth and then I guess they figured out that one of the ballots was like uh, not filled out properly or something or like someone had grabbed another one and like one of them wasn't signed or whatever they were able to throw out one ballot so it matched up again hmm. or something I don't I don't even honestly know what because I was kind of I already had all of the counts as recorded on my like app for reporting yeah mm -hmm. and so I, it wasn't did you guys have deal. problems with that too no well at first i was having a hard time like there's like a check-in process where you like have actually get people's names and check them off as they come but that wasn't working but by the time we actually got to like the counts then yeah i was able to get into the app and uh update my numbers and stuff so it was I pretty mention pretty good I forgot to mention that because I remember you tech you sent a message to the group DM about that. Um, the guy that was our precinct captain, his phone like wouldn't run the app. Like he couldn't get it to work because he had this like ancient uh, galaxy. He had this like well, uh, there's yeah, a web based version. You can just go in the web based version too. Dude, mm -hmm. you tried telling that guy that. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up putting it on my phone and logging in to get it to work. And it still wasn't working, so I'm like, "Well, fuck this, dude! Like, do we really need to use this? Like, what is this?" You just call him in, <laughs> and I don't know what happened after that. <laughs> Maybe that's why your uh, precinct isn't on that list. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking right. Hey, there's like seven, dude. There's like seven precincts of Cedar Rapids that aren't on that list. Well, Despite that would the be the precinct chair's responsibility, right? Right, For, not the campaign. So. Yeah. 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 Despite the fact that CNN reports Lynn County is being 100% in, there's six or there's six or seven precincts in Cedar Rapids alone that aren't even listed. Mm hmm. Hmm. Fishy. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have any problems with the app. Um, but yeah, we got the ballot issue resolved in one way or another. I think it involved a Biden vote not being counted. Um, oh no! <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Pouring one out. Um, oh, and at this point, a woman came up to me specifically and was like, "Oh, since you're a Bernie guy, are you going to vote for the whoever the candidate is?" Ah, uh, good. They win. She was also wearing a ray gun T-shirt. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and yeah, and she was right a Warren, show. She was a Warren lady. <laughs> Um, on brand for like, sure i think a lot of the um weren't like a lot of the warren people they have very like school teacher or, like librarian oh vibes, god yeah <laughs> to be honest. what did you tell her then when she asked you that um i was like well i was very honest because i was like i will definitely vote for warren which is still true um <laughs> as sad as it is traitor i mean whatever <laughs> Capitulating already, I see. Yeah. 2016 uh, all over again. But I was like, never die, do they? I was, <laughs> no, they don't. Um, so I was like, I don't know if Peter Biden win. I, I don't know what I will do. Um, I'll have to think about it. Nice. And she was like, she was not happy with that answer <laughs> whatsoever, considering she specifically came up to me to get it. Yeah. And so she got, she just shot me daggers with her eyes. Good man. And uh, <laughs> it was like, but. 
don't you you don't want Trump to be president again, do you? Yes, I was like, I was like, no, I was like, no, absolutely not. But I was like, basically, exactly what Justin said. Like, Dude. it's not about just me. Like, my preference is just a, a drop in the bucket. It's about bringing people into the party and and not operating under the logic that you know. Can you imagine? The only like, reason to vote for the Democrats is that they're better than the Republicans. Yeah. Like we need that's that's not an inspiring message. It's not it doesn't bring people out to the polls. Yeah. Because for most people, they're the same thing, and that's really the main problem. Is is as far as like the actual lived experience that they have, both parties are indistinguishable for the most part. Um. Yeah, and I think like every time one of those people approaches us, we need to tell them that. Like don't yeah don't uh, oh yeah yeah don't agree with their terms. Like <laughs> I refuse to answer that lady for myself, and I just said mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter what I say. There's millions of people who I yeah. know for sure will not. <laughs> I didn't get asked yeah. that uh, specifically, but when I uh, did go into the caucus, there were a number of people that I knew, and uh, everyone was like, "Oh well, we're we're all in the same place together. We all agree." Ugh, and yeah. I was Ugh. in my head, I was like, "Yeah, I don't Suck know if balls. that's true." It's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, to, to my cre- or to the credit of the people who were there, like no one, like people immediately came to my defense. Arik did. There was another warrant. The warrant actual precinct captain was like understanding about it. And basically everyone there, I think everyone I talked to said that they would vote for Bernie. And <laughs> I was, yeah, very amiable, uh, you know, towards all of the groups. Yeah. Evan um, had the chill precinct. Yeah, it was it was chill. It was, it was good. Um, I, it's a very like working I, uh... class, no nonsense kind of neighborhood. And we also did win every precinct in the south side of Des Moines. Fuck yeah. Sweet. Um, which I was told by our field organizer. Oh, yeah. Um, I was in the PMC district. Yeah. <laughs> we just need the rest of uh we rest still of won. that what is it like 46% yeah. is still out in Polk County to roll in. Mm-hmm. Polk County is only 54% reported in, I believe. Yep. So uh yeah, we got our delegates together. We actually had delegate volunteers. There was a couple there who specifically talked started talking about Chapo at the end and oh. I was like, "Oh, Whoa. Nice. hell yeah." <laughs> We're uh, I'm a friend of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have. Yeah. I should have probably networked, but um, <laughs> but yeah, they were very cool. Um, everyone was was so cool. Um, yeah, like I said, even the other campaign people were nice, and yeah, and Jason. Oh, and Jason, he kept making like jokes about how like, uh, oh, I won't vote for Bernie because he's rush a Russian asset, or like he is like I won't okay, for, vote don't. for Bernie because of like that one vague thing he said like 20 years ago or whatever he was like just making jokes about that which i was like hey that's not that funny (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, like when the people started getting rowdy um this guy this bernie supporter was like keep Buttigieg is gonna burn this place down like one of those (laughs) afghan villages amazing on his cloud adventure (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah so like i said um jason's wife was a bernie supporter and they they were those just very sweet people and had very awesome kids too um but he was like um yeah bernie's basically right or like he's right he didn't even say basically right he was like he's bernie's right but 
I just support Pete because I think that he's a good speaker and he would be a good president. Uh, <laughs> what a fucking dumbass. <laughs> Those people are the worst. Yeah. So, you know, like, like that's kind of the message, or at least the vibe that I got was that everyone in that gymnasium would come around and vote for Sanders if it came down to it. Yeah. And so. think of the people outside of that gymnasium who would be energized for a Sanders presidency versus a fucking, you know... Pete, <laughs> Pete's not gonna happen. They they can't make yeah. Pete happen. I don't think. No. Like, and th- that's the whole thing with this is like, we didn't even mention the Des Moines Register poll being <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Released, which is yeah. also apparently because of Pete's campaign's objections. Yeah. Well, um, there was a, a Pete supporter who was polled, and the lady polling him <laughs> didn't mention Pete, and <laughs> and the mm-hmm. respondent was like, "Hey, what about Pete?" And then the lady on the phone was like, "Oh yeah, uh, Pete." And then she said his last name wrong. Yeah. And this dude com- complained <laughs> yeah. to the Pete campaign, who then complained to the Des Moines Register and CNN or whatever. And yeah, Pete basically got it's that a poll CIA buried. Op. Yeah. Yeah. I think to the extent that there's a conspiracy, <laughs> it's just basically they're just tr- trying to muddy the waters in the media yes, and make, make a plausible case that like Bernie maybe didn't win. But it's like it's this what doesn't. They don't want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> like, on what planet does that work? Like, the next thing they're going to be doing is just telling people, like, just don't vote. Like, Bernie can't win if no one votes, and we don't actually hold <laughs> primaries anymore. <laughs> yeah, because this is just a fucking stalemate at this point, and Bernie has got all of the fucking momentum and all of the energy. Yeah. yeah. So. I just donated tonight. We're still gonna win. I am not. I am not demoralizing the fucking slightest. Yeah. And if they think they're gonna demoralize Sanders supporters, like they're, they're absolutely fucking mistaken. We're mad, and you're only gonna make us matter. <laughs> we got no morals left. <laughs> That's right. Yes. We're I the, chipped uh, in left. again today. We're fighting dirty. Another twenty-seven. We don't I care anymore. Like over a hundred dollars in the past month. <laughs> The youth pastor vibe is not going to play well anywhere outside of I wouldn't trust him around any kids. <laughs> well, because he's violent, he's going to kill them. Yeah, not, not yeah, not for any weird he you know, has reason PTSD. like that. I'm just saying he like, he's deploy. not. He would not be a good role model for those children. He probably would like <laughs> throw a tantrum in front of them <laughs> and yeah. teach them how to he's throw tantrums. He's a psycho that's been grooming himself to be president since he was four. Yeah. 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 So I've got an update, guys. I'm oh, looking okay. at the caucus Oh, results. boy. Yeah, right here, the last update was at 7.09 p.m., and it says here that there are 62% of precincts reporting in still. Nothing has changed. That was the update? That was the update. Fuck you, man. (laughs) Update. uh, No new information. So it looked... Yeah. Before we wrap, I do have some some good news. Okay. And uh, as 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 my first time on the podcast, I'd just like to say that this is somewhat aspirational for me, which is that um, uh, President Trump has uh, has announced that he will be awarding Rush Limbaugh the Medal of Freedom. <laughs> is that true? It, yes, no, I saw uh, it that too. Was on oh my CNN. god! <laughs> I was like <laughs> digesting that, and I was like fifty-fifty. Oh, That's a fucking coin flip on whether oh, it's true it. or. Well, at least he's gonna die soon, right? <laughs> yeah. It, that's why. That's why it's giving him the the medal. 
Yeah. <laughs> Someday with the power of uh, my punditry, I may be able to get the Medal of Freedom. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, we're on our way. On his family. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks to the posters. Okay, well, we have been uh, recording for over two hours now. I think we should probably wrap it up. Uh, there was one, one thing I wanted to say just to blow off a little steam. Uh, I'm going to make some illegal threats real quick. Uh, so, Troy Price, the uh, chair of the Iowa Democratic Party, I am going to... I'm going to bleep all that out, but <laughs> I just had to say, wow. I, I just thought I was violent. Justin, I'm in. I wanted to share it with you guys. <laughs> um, so, well, they've certainly lost all credibility. That's for sure. Um, I believe that our good friends, the Harwoods are planning on recording their own precinct caucus recap. I may append it to our recording here, or I may release it separately, but look forward to that as well. Um, like I said at the beginning of the show, we won. We did win. We fucking won. This it's has been Bernie, bitch. This has yeah. been a multi-year project, and it paid off last night. No, I, they are denying it so hard, but it paid off last night. Yeah. So thank you everybody for joining us for the final episode of Rock Hard Caucus. <laughs> the, the saga is over. We're closing the chapter on this one, and thank you for listening. <laughs> Caucuses are over. Yeah. They're done yep. with uh, 2020. RIP. <laughs> yep, we're retiring. See you later. <laughs> no, Signing I mean, off. I'm sure we'll find more shit to talk about. But uh, thank you for being on this journey with us. Um, any, yes. Anybody out there who maybe changed their mind because they listened to our show, I know of at least a couple of you. Um, thank you. And thank mm-hmm. you to everybody who. You can, are that's why amazing. We do this. You are why we do this. Well, yeah. there's plenty of reasons, but that's nice. <laughs> It's mostly because of me. Uh, it's mostly because it's a fun thing to do. Yes, but if we can touch a few people's life, touch a few people's lives in the process, then so be it. It's a good way to blow off some steam. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not me. Us. Good night. Solidarity yes. forever. Good night. Solidarity forever. Put your hand